Welcome to Back Door Cover Podcast. Happy uh, Conference Championship Weekend to you all. I've got uh, I got some famous people here on with me. Can't miss Mitch. I got PC Irish guy. What's good, boys? What is up? So much news in the NFL, Brad P. I mean, good God, we've got a coaching carousel in the NFL. The biggest question that I have is, where is Bill going to end up, and is he is he going to coach? I got so many questions. There's also a question of where is Micah? He will be joining us shortly. Uh, he's got lots of excuses, and he's not on time. So we're just we are launching without uh, the man with the master plan. But he will join us here in a, in a second. Uh, but yeah, man, Maybe when he brings himself here, he can actually bring a good take. I'm curious. Mm. So you're asking, um, what's your question, Mitch? Let's start off. Let's unpack your question first. Just where is is Bill going to coach this year? Is he going to end up somewhere? I mean, I'm just, I think about what's available out there. Uh, I guess what, Washington, Pete? Yeah. Seattle? Seattle, uh, Seattle are still there. Um, Washington seems likely now. Like Raheem Morris is getting the... Yeah, Falcons job. So to, to run through the Falcons news headlines fired. here, Falcons have hired Morris as their head coach. That was a prime spot for Belichick. And then uh, Harbaugh's going to uh, San, San Diego, Diego, yeah? So that was the other spot that or people LA. had like linked to. Oh, not San Diego, you're right. L.A., Chargers. Although they should move back to San Diego. I think that would be a better move. I mean, it's pretty undisputable at this point. Uh, regardless, that leaves very few options for old Bill. And to my question is, where's Vrabel going to land? I think Vrabel's like one of the best co- coaches out there that's available. I, I don't understand why he's not getting jobs or being talked about more. You don't even hear his I name would, hardly. Listen, if you're Mike, there's probably a very, very good reason why I'm sure. you're not hearing the name. It's because he doesn't want a job right now, I would imagine. I'm Maybe, just surprised the media is not talking about it. Yeah, listen, Micah, how you doing? We're there talking about Vrabel. Why Vrabel doesn't have a job? I would say maybe Vrabel's told them, "Hey, at the last few years, it's been very stressful. Give me a year. I'll take a year off. Relax. Let's do some TV. Let's spend some time with the family. Let's see what out there. Get refreshed. Then we'll want a job. And this time next year, there'll be eight more jobs in the open, and uh, he'll get one of those. So I, it doesn't really surprise me. Him, Belichick is the bigger surprise." We know he wants to coach. We know he doesn't have time off the yeah, take. Yeah, there's no more uh, so time. He wants a job right now. I'm shocked that the Falcons are going with Raheem Morris from the fucking clouds. Like, who the fuck is hiring him? Like, what is he doing? Well, so I mean, that shocks me. What? Why? Why, why, why is he getting a job? He's a good. good he's him. he's well, a good D coordinator. He's the Rams D coordinator. I mean, they had plenty of success. Um, I mean, he's a good hire. Wait. He's just a surprise. I'm not saying he's a good hire. I don't disagree with anything about that he's a good hire. I'm just saying that it feels like there's a better hire. When you look at the elite caliber that's on the sidelines right now, but also maybe, hey, look, you know, we've said it. The game has passed Bill. Is he, was he the Rams D coordinator, did you say? Yes, Los Angeles' defense coordinator. So, the team that Mitch fucking crucified me for saying <laughs> is anyway good on defense. He literally listed off the stats as how shit they were. I remember this. And we're saying he, that he crucified he's a good you. Fire. Like that doesn't make any sense. I wasn't wrong. Well, right? no, no, you you were stats. I was just 
regurgitating so, the stats that I saw. Hey, data so don't Ricky lie, Morris right? From the clouds. Let's just say that, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, Micah, what do you think? Uh, it's certainly surprising. It makes you wonder if Raheem Morris is like the greatest interview in the history of sports uh, based on the competition that he had in place. I mean, they did just have one meeting with Belichick. They had two. Yeah. And I think they had two with, with Vrabel. Um, you know, people really like Raheem Morris that know him and think he's a smart guy and a good coach. So, I mean, I don't fucking know. Uh, but, you know, maybe they just think like we're Atlanta. We have a young team. We stink. Like this guy could be our coach for the next 10 years. And, you know, are we going to have two bad years with Belichick and hope that we have a, a magic in year three or four, and then he's going to be gone. Or do we hire a guy that we think might be able to turn around might be our guy. Um, I don't know. It's, it was head scratching. It, uh, I mean, I, not head scratching, but certainly a surprise. There was some also, talk about it. Economics. There's economics. There's G general management. There's a lot of that. Bill could be asking the world. We have no idea. I forgot where I heard it, but on one of the sports shows today, someone mentioned that it would be pretty cool if we could get a camera in these interviews and see the process and the interviewing that goes on. You know, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I would love to see. Great point, because Mitch, how much fucking interviewing? is Belichick doing here? Right. Like, you want me or not? What are we thinking? Raheem Morris is sitting there getting grilled, right? And we know he's on an interview. Belichick is sitting there with his rings on his fingers like this, going, you know, and his, and, and his resume is just his the amount of games he's won. He doesn't need to be interviewed. It's basically what are your demands, Bill, to get this job, I think. And you're right with the, like, the owner probably thinking – this is a young team. We've a lot of young talent. We're years away. Like, what happens in three years' time when we kind of get good then? I was and listening Belichick to, uh, wants to fucking retire. So yeah, one of the Ringer podcasts. It was either Bill Simmons or one of the football podcasts that they put out there. But they're saying that the ownership of the Falcons wanted Bill Belichick, but the front office did not. The front office was not wanting to tie their ship to that. And I think it's for the reasons you just outlined, Peter. It's the long term view of the thing. Like you've got a young team that you're you're coming up with. Plus, front office, like, best case scenario, you win a couple a couple of years, you have a couple of winning seasons, and then he's gone. And it's like, you can't really tie your ship to that. You're gonna, you're on a losing proposition either way. So it makes sense why it was a split decision on that. But, uh, yeah, Raheem Morris, interesting. I just, there's a stupid headline on the ESPN that says, uh, Belichick to replace Andy Reid. How dumb is that? <laughs> that just doesn't even That's make on sense. ESPN. What is wrong oh. with these people? Oh, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, to be fair, 2021, when uh, the Rams won a Super Bowl, they averaged one and a half turnovers a game, recorded 25 during the regular season. I mean, they were pretty elite for a little bit in, in uh, 2021. Um, so, yeah, it just doesn't feel like that as of late, just based on the stats. And you don't just measure data over one season. You look at the history of his success. So it's definitely there. It makes sense. We'll just see if it transfers into a solid head coach. And who knows? You know, Pete, we talk about it all the time about the Patriots, about Gerard Mayo. You kind of see these linebackers and defensive minded coaches who have played and now getting shots at the uh, coaching 
position. Um, look, maybe they see, you know, kind of similar things, what happened with D'Amico Ryans and, and Gerard Mayo. But my point is maybe they just look at this as a bridge, you know, Hey, it doesn't really matter. We're rebuilding. It's going to stink the economics. I don't have to pay them much. I can build this team and I don't have to go after an elite coach. So I think economics are a big part of this as well. Well, and, and, you know, Bill has famously had final say in all of the, you know, personnel. And so if you're a general manager and, you know, quite frankly, as you guys know, the Patriots haven't drafted well in years. Um, and so like, do you want, what if Bill Belichick comes in and says, hit this is who we're taking, it sucks. You get fired and you didn't make the choice. So like, you know, to Brad's point that management, uh, you know, general manager didn't want it to happen. Maybe that had something Front to do office, with it because, yeah. you know, Bill's not going to relinquish control. So control and money and you bring in a guy that fits into your system and, you know, and you tell the the, the owner, we're going to pay this guy $4 million a year instead of $20 million a year. How's that sound? He goes, okay, yeah, you know, so I, yeah. it all feeds in there. The, yeah. the thing to me, though, fellas, is uh, as shocking as that was, none of it was as shocking as the uh, – Vince McMahon document that came out today. Did you guys uh, see this? No. Tell me about it. Uh, about him trafficking? Yeah, yeah. He's being charged with sexual trafficking and and uh, rape. Uh, oh, God. Also, there was a... Least Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I guess it's not too surprising. Brock no. Lesnar apparently likes watching girls pee. And yeah. uh, we learned that. Yeah. And also that the Vince McMahon had a threesome had a threesome in his office with this woman and another man and literally shat on her mm. and then went and took a shower was it and OBJ? banged her for another 90 minutes. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe there's something there. So uh, I, if you haven't read the story in the Wall Street Journal, I encourage you to do so. It is some of the worst, most fucking evil shit I have ever read. Oh, yeah. uh, but I in happier it. news, there's – yeah, I bet you do, Peter. You Brilliant. He's a billionaire. He can do what he wants. The biggest question, Pete, I have is why wasn't this on our Yahoo News? Because that's the only that's place. How could I miss this? Yeah, not possible. You must. You if need it's a not TMZ, on Yahoo News, uh, okay. not real. Bitch. That's that's. I it. think it'll be. I think it'll be everywhere tomorrow. All right. Let's. Hold on. You guys want to talk Jim, about football now? First off, hold on. I do. Well, I, we've oh, been talking about football. football. You went and started talking about literally cockamamie stories <laughs> uh, with an emphasis on caca. Uh, there you go. Jim nice. Harbaugh going to the Chargers. They're winning a ship in the next five years. Like her, right? the most, per- most perfect hire ever. Harbaugh, yeah. he's proven at the NFL level that he can get to Super Bowl with a fucking awful quarterback, pretty, you know, um, in Kaepernick. So he knows what he's doing there. What a perfect time for him to be Michigan. Man, that was perfect. Elite. He just built them up. Finally beat Ohio State multiple times. They look unbelievable. Win the championship. Peace, boys. I'm out. He doesn't look healthy to me. Does he look healthy to y'all? Like, he looks like he's 10 years older than his brother, and his brother's older. Harbaugh. I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh looks Uh, way older than his brother. I think Michigan. Michigan wears on people. God, he looks like a crypt keeper. Well, now he's going to be in the sunshine. He'll be looking real good soon. Yeah, he's going to be on the beach, huh? I don't know, man. I feel like he's going to go there and realize that no one gives a fuck. And he's like, you mean you don't care if, if we win? And that's going to be hard. <laughs> I don't know. That's just well, my take. One, one last thing I've got 
uh, on this commander's deal because I saw Mel Kuyper. He's already having his mock drafts, uh, which feels a little late. I feel like he'd be on mock draft 6.0 by now. We're just a few months out. And Washington looking like, you know, he has them drafting uh, Drake uh, May. Are they already moving on from Sam Howell's is a question? Yeah. I, I listen, they're the or, yeah. And they're an organization that would do that. I mean, because they're stupid and they're shitty. It just shitty. sounds like the dumbest a, thing ever. Awful seems okay. Yeah, an awful owner and they're poorly run and, you know. Well, they, they used to have an awful owner. Sorry, used to have they an have, awful owner. There's new yeah, ownership. Right, right. There's new management. Yeah, you're well, starting Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't. They're going to, guaranteed. They got the number two pick, right? They're taking May for sure. I don't that's think they can pass. That's a dumb, dumb decision. And now I feel even better about my Twitter X. Are you saying this because earlier. you want May in New England? Is that is there a backhanded? I don't know what I want. Okay. I am very confused. I've got a midlife cry. I don't know if I care about the Patriots anymore. I, oh, I'm a get Texans out of here. guy. I'm a Texans guy. Get Me and Peter I know Texans. what I want. I want Justin Fields. I, want, I think the Patriots... Make a trade, make a splashy trade for a quarterback. That'd be they do, not dra- they do not draft one. Huge rebrand. Huge rebrand. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, guys, did you have a chance to watch the uh, the games over the weekend? Yeah. Y'all. What was most surprising for you? <sighs> Micah, do you want to start us off here? Micah always starts us off with these hot opinions. Uh, I mean, I don't know what was the most surprising. Um, but I, you know, obviously the chiefs, the chiefs, uh, yeah. bills game, yeah. you can't be surprised. The bills, you know, found a heart, uh, heart wrenching way to lose. Uh, and you can't be surprised. The chiefs found a way to win, uh, you know, really not too shocking that the Texans fell apart and, and how good that Ravens defense is. They lived up to their billing. Um, but I mean, for me, wide right is the big takeaway, and and uh, I mean, I guess it's shocking in the moment, but in retrospect, it's like another Bills shitting the pants moment. They went Vince McMahon on themselves all over again. Way to bring that full oh, circle. Sir. I think I think on the NFC side, I, I think both of those games showed that Detroit could be in the Super Bowl pretty easily. Like San Francisco at home against Green Bay, they should have got beat. That's they're my. Very, they're very, very beatable. Jordan Love looked good. Green Bay looked decent, but we know they're not fantastic. We know Detroit is better. So Detroit played against a Tampa team who looked awesome as well. And they, not comfortable, but it looked more comfortable. Detroit were never going to lose that game. Um, I think Detroit is a great shot to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, both the, both the Bucks and the Packers look like shit shows to start the season and started off very slow. And, I mean, both of them have come on really quite strong, and I think it's behind quarterback play. I think that's clearly the deal. But Baker kind of got that, that show righted and got that leadership role going, and people seem to be buying into his shit. And then Love, like, it just took a couple weeks for him to get reps under his belt, I think. And, like, he looks like a, a superstar in the making, so... I'm already seeing all sorts of headlines about Packers to win the Super Bowl in 2025, blah, blah, blah. I'm not buying that shit, but like they do look much better than the team that lost to the fucking Giants earlier this year. So that's something. Um, to me, the biggest storyline here and the thing that I'm going to talk about also when we talk about the 49ers is is the loss of Debo. I mean, he, he's a, a question mark to play. 
in the middle of the season, he gets a hairline fracture in his shoulder. He sits out three games, and they get their ass whipped, like, across the board, everybody they played. Without Debo, they're just a completely different... It's a completely different team to me. And so he sits out, and they still manage to find a way to win here in the second half versus the Packers, and that was... They gutted it out. But, I mean, to me, that's the big question mark moving forward is it's not the 49ers without Debo. Like, I feel like that's the most important piece here, so... I don't know. That's kind of my big takeaway is this Debo injury could really shape what the Super Bowl looks like. Possibly. Uh, Green Bay, the algo actually had Green Bay to win outright. That was very disappointing for me, mm. uh, although easy cover for Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were definitely the better team, just did not work out. You kind of felt the Ravens were going to do that to the Texans. Uh, they they played great. And, I mean, it's incredible that they were the four seed. Um, what stung to me was the two point conversion, uh, a fade route mm. by Baker. We get that two point conversion. We're winning. Most of us are going to get that six and a half final line closed at six, but that was a dagger, uh, for the algo backers. And then, yeah, I mean, one and one on Saturday, Sunday went zero and two, and I felt like they both really stung. Um, because you had a chance late. Uh, the Bills felt good uh, going into the fourth quarter. You're up. Obviously, you can never count out Kansas City, uh, but with Tyler Bass uh, missing that wide right field goal, just a 44-yarder, that's a routine. You're an NFL kicker. That's that's just a dagger. I, I, I hate that about the NFL sometimes that you rely on a kicker, but hey, that's, that's part of the game because I do think the Bills are the better team However, now the Chiefs, I think, are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So I think this is a great segue uh, into kicking off uh, these two conference championship games. Kind of surprised, I think, that the Lions might be in it. They're a seven-point dog. The Ravens are uh, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Obviously, let's start with the early game, guys. But Ravens... Three and a half. Whoever wants to kick it off, I don't know about this number, but this feels like the right matchup. Yeah, I, I can kick it off. I think I said last week when talking about that game, it feels ridiculous to go against Mahomes when he's getting points. His his record is absurd when he's getting points against the spread and straight up. He's now only one loss. And I think that was his 10th win, um, something like that. But so coming in again, it's kind of like as you're watching that game unfold, you go, how stupid was I betting against Mahomes, um, regardless of where the game was. So I think I'm going to have to revert back back to that. I didn't think the Ravens would win the Super Bowl. Midway through the season, I thought Kansas City looked like they had maybe a bit of a dynasty cooking because – their defense was playing so good and was playing good football. They're really going to be tested this week on the road in Baltimore. Um, this Ravens offense looks so good. The Trey Flowers weapon with Lamar being able to move around and scramble, it's so dangerous. It's so hard to stop. So uh, Lamar is playing the best football of his life, but I'm going to take the points and Kansas City. I think if the Ravens win, it's by a field goal. The three and a half sounds like too many. Yeah, I to me the story is 
is Baltimore's defense, honestly. I mean, elite, elite, elite defense at home. I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about Kelsey because of the Taylor Swift bullcrap, whatever, but, like, I think he's finally kind of hit his his limits in terms of age, and I think that they can only count on maybe a half, three quarters out of him before he kind of wears out, and that was kind of what happened with the Bills is he had a great first half and then kind of just faded into the, into the black, and... You know, without him, it's it becomes very much a shit show or kind of a crapshoot with Rasheed Rice needing to step up as a rookie. And he can. He has the potential to do so. But I don't know versus defense, man. That's the key here is the defense on the, the Ravens side of the ball. I, I, I've i I've ridden with uh, the Chiefs all along, but I think this may be I think this may be the end of the line for Taylor Swift and uh, Zay Chiefs. I like I like Baltimore here. No, 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 I don't <laughs> look. I'm, I'm talking to two Patriots fans here. Here's where I think the chiefs are. Former we are in the middle. Fans. Okay, correct. We're in the middle of the Patriots dynasty where you get in the playoffs and you go, man, Brady doesn't have any running backs. Kevin Falk is starting again, even though I think we cut him last week, but he's back. Yeah. Who is he throwing it to? Uh, you know, even the, I guess the year they had Randy Moss, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but the years that he, they never had a stud receiver, you've got guys that you've never heard of that are running around out there. And yet somehow these guys just keep winning. This Chiefs defense is excellent. And the half point is what makes me want to bet on the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I, I just think that that hook is too much. Um, now, look, we, we could sit here on Monday and the Ravens defense could shut down the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Ravens defense led the league in sacks, points allowed, and I think turnovers, which has never happened before. We could wake up Monday morning and say, like, is this Ravens defense like one of the best ever? Um, they looked that good against the Texans. They They had a great regular season. I just think they find a way to make a few plays this game stays close. Somebody makes a mistake. There's a special teams play, not, you know, not on the kickers, but um, I just think I like the Chiefs to at least get the cover here. And this game feels like a field goal game to me one way or another. So three and a half seems like too many. And I, I think I like to sprinkle the Chiefs somehow getting this done. So, guys, I'm going to go out and give my take. Obviously, what we've done here with the playoffs is keep the algo behind the Patreon paywall. You can find the data for the two games on patreon.com slash bet the algo. Uh, that'll be my only plug. Uh, it's a for, damn good plug, though. It's a damn good and, plug. And what we did, because the weekend didn't go as planned, were for the people so oh, we've this. been releasing the NBA algo uh, this week. We'll be doing it uh, up until Sunday. Mitch, so that is integrity, sir. That is integrity. Hey, man, if you have we, a bad we, week, we, fuck we, it. We'll give you some free picks of the NBA. We're going to get you right. We're going to get you paid. Don't you worry about it. Your money is safe here. Uh, Y'all got to go check that shit out. It's a spot to be. Kansas City, this is the sixth straight season that Kansas City is playing in the AFC Championship game. And Micah, I loved what you said about Brady didn't matter. And look, as many rings as as Brady has, uh, we know Patrick Mahomes is the most gifted quarterback that we've ever seen. 
That's a fact. There's no other thing that we can say about that. And I don't think Tom Brady would argue about that. He'd say, yeah, rings, but... Uh, Tom Brady was the least that, gifted quarterback that was good of all time. Well, I mean, gifted athletically, but <laughs> mentally, which is a completely different mm, ballgame. And yeah. so... Um, so yeah, I mean, you talked about Baltimore. Steve, Micah alluded to it. Let me just tell you something. You know, Baltimore, they're giving up 16.1 points a game for the entire season. Kansas City right behind them, 17.1. But the last three, the last three, Kansas City is better by a point. They've given up 14.3 points a game their last three. Baltimore, 15.3. Uh, and actually, uh, Kansas City, pretty good on the road. They give up 18.4. Baltimore gives up 17. Uh, I got to go with the three and a half. And I, not only do I feel strongly about the three and a half, I, you talk about sprinkling. No, I love the three and a half number at Kansas City. This is the number I want. I'm all over this three and a half. I'm jumping on the three and a half today. I potentially would love to take the money line on this too. I think Kansas City is going to win this Ooh. Super Bowl. I think Kansas City is going to win this Super Bowl. Chiefs rejoice. Um, all right, guys, let's uh, move on to the uh, the final game. Pete's got to get out of here in like three and a half minutes. Um, but you've got a pretty big number. No respect for Dan and Detroit uh, on the road in San Fran. Uh, seven points with a 51 and a half point total. I don't know. This, is this going to be a shootout? I could. I was couldn't. I was looking forward to hearing what you were going to say the spread was because I didn't look at it yet, and I was thinking in my head four and a half. I had yeah uh, seven. I'm uh, that blows me away. It really blows me away. I'm amazed it's that big, especially after what we just saw in the. I thought that would influence. Uh, did it open at seven, Mitch? Uh, it was actually yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't it has, it has moved. It has not moved. Well, that yeah, that's amazing to me. I I had imagined that has to only come one way with money going on Detroit. Uh, I'm definitely lo- jumping on this Detroit train. Uh, it's it's just impossible not to root for them. I think uh, and the fans and the stadium with what they've been through. Golf looks really fucking good. It's amazing what a QB can do, a talented QB can do when like everyone has really has a lot of confidence in them. And you give him some weapons. These young guys that he has are so fast. They look so good when they get the ball. St. Brown looks amazing. Gibbs, and they, they just have really good weapons. And the coach, I kind of like, I think we all laughed a little bit at Dan Campbell when he got the job. Like, he, he didn't. Yeah, we he definitely laughed. Me. Yeah, we, like, he didn't inspire me as someone that was going to be a coach of the year and get them to a Super Bowl, certainly. But when you see clips of him and the way he speaks yeah. to the team, you can tell they're they're all obsessed with them. They would do anything for them. So I love that. I love what Detroit are doing. I'm going to take the points all day here. Michael, where you at? I love the points. I, you know, this is either a San Francisco. This is either, and at the same time, San Francisco wins this game by three touchdowns. I'm not going to be surprised. Um, but like. I, I just like the points. I feel like it. this could be a field goal game. I think Detroit can win it. I think Jared Goff is, is playing in California back in his, his hometown, uh, you know, not just down the road from Cal. I think he'll be a little bit comfortable. He's always been a little shaky on the road, but this is 
a place he's familiar with. The as Peter said, those weapons are are impressive. Now, of course, nobody has weapons like the 49ers, uh, but we don't know what Debo's status is and and how you know how full go he's gonna be. And and our man Brock Purdy just looked very sketchy uh last week. Um, very average, very pedestrian. You know, people are going crazy about the last drive. Like, yes, that was good, but he looked very not great uh the rest of that game. And I, I think Detroit's going to score 28 points. Um, and the question is, can can San Francisco score 36 and cover? I don't see that happening. Um, you know, I mean, I think the way this uh, Detroit throws a pick six, things get ugly, and San Francisco wins 28 to seven. That's the, the, the way that San Francisco wins this game, I think. But I don't see it being a real shootout. I just think San Francisco uh, doesn't have – I think Detroit's good, man. I think Detroit is good. And, um, you know, if that defense can make a play, they can win the game. But I like the points. Detroit, their offense has been so consistent week in, week out. They're the fifth best performing offense when it comes to points per game. Uh, Their last three, uh, they are also ranked Fifth, they're putting up 28.3 points a game. San Francisco just putting up 23.7 points a game. Funny, back in mid-November, you're talking about Brock Purdy being an MVP candidate. And my, has he fallen from the, you know, from his grace because Mike is just calling him pedestrian. And and Pete, you've never really been a big fan. He's had plenty of weapons. It's, you know, just feed McCaffrey the ball. I actually think he won them that game with a couple of big, big Agreed. Uh, plays and it wasn't on the back of Brock. I think San Francisco is going to look back at what they've done from a quarterback perspective, uh, getting rid of Trey Lance, not developing him. And I think they're going to regret this Purdy decision. I am now sold Pete on, on the fact that he is, you know, he, he's a good quarterback, but he doesn't belong in the elite, the near elite, I mean, he's, you know, he, you know, I would say he's outside the top 10. There's other quarterbacks. I'd, there's 10 other quarterbacks I'd much rather have uh, than Brock Purdy. And, and, and maybe that number climbs 13 or 14. So I think you put any quarterback that, you know, is, is his caliber and he's going to have success with that play calling and that defense. So I just don't have the confidence in him. And uh, I've got confidence in that Detroit offense that granted, their defense isn't good, but it doesn't matter. Look what they've been able to do all season long. This is just too many points. And one specific thing I'm going to mention is the remarkable record that Detroit has against the spread on the road, seven and two on the road. Their last 10, they're uh, seven and three overall, six and four against the spread. But that like on the road, against the spread coverage. Uh, I love that. I love that. And we're probably going to move lines once one of the insiders at Vegas gets in and sees what uh, the potential uh, outcome of this game is by the algo. So um, I'm on, I got to get on uh, Detroit here. Uh, It feels really good. So I I still could see San Fran winning this game. I I don't think Detroit uh, is, is, is going to win this game, but I do like them to cover. Yeah, I already kind of buried my flag with the the comings and goings of Debo Samuel. I'm seeing a report here that he returned to practice, looks great on Thursday. I don't necessarily believe that, 
I think that it truly does. I think their their fate kind of rides with him. If he can play four quarters, I think they can beat him. If they don't, I think that 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 Detroit at minimum covers and possibly wins. And to uh, circle back to Pete's point uh, about Campbell, I think there was a it was like a fourth down last year, and they threw a a pass to Penny Sewell. If you recall, as an offensive lineman, they converted on fourth down, and they asked Dan Campbell about it after the game, and he was like, "Oh, uh, I was watching the wave in the crowd, and I I didn't notice what we were calling, and it, they ran the play without my uh, me knowing we called the play pass play to our offensive lineman." And I was like, "Oh my god, you are such a dumbass!" But it's not about that. It's about the he fucking makes you want to jump through. He makes you want to eat some kneecaps, and that's I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say right here. That's what I'm gonna end you guys with. The man is inspiring. He may be dumb as a rock, but I, you know, some people say that about me and, and people still listen to this podcast. So it is what it is. Uh, I, I like Detroit to cover. I don't think Debo's healthy. That's my, that's my long winded answer there, boys. I thought we already said that, but there okay. you go. You inspire me, Brad. Thank you. I just wanted to put a, uh, you know, a period on the end of that sentence in case like there's anybody out there well, who had questions. Let's go buy some fucking that caps, the- though. That's what I want to do. Eat kneecaps. Hopefully, I don't know how you're going to cook it. You're probably going to slow cook it, maybe an air fryer. Wrong They're probably going to be crispy with some seasoning, and I, I don't, I don't know. But I'm hungry. I think I you're going to. I think you're going to want to braise that. <laughs> There's a lot of ligaments there. Maybe a pressure cook situation. Peter's dousing it in uh, Irish butter, but you know it is what it is. Peter, you got to run, don't you? Okay, yeah, I got to go, fellas. I enjoyed it as always. I'm gonna play us out. Can't wait, can't wait to watch these games. Mm, mm, mm. Michael, it should be real fun. We'll have the uh, the Super Bowl prop bet extravaganza here in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Everybody's favorite podcast. Get excited about that. And, uh, you know, until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.